Welcome back to the podcast. The intention of this show is really all about learning how to create an awesome life. And today, something that has come up for me quite a bit lately is the concept of being a late bloomer when it comes to learning things that you, quote, should have known earlier in life. So I'm a late bloomer when it comes to driving a car in regards to just getting my driver's license. Um, (laughs) Most people, when they turn 16 in North America, can get their driver's license. I did not really have that option. And growing up with um, three younger sisters in a small town, uh, my parents needed a car. And I just, I felt like there was no space, no opportunity for me to get my driver's license. Now that's a story I've made up. I'm sure my parents would have made space and time to help me train and to sign up, but it just felt like I didn't have the space. And also I was going to university. um, I have a late birthday. So I was going when I was 17 and I knew that if I was going to uh, downtown Toronto for school, I wouldn't need a car. So it was kind of one of those things where I thought, get this a little bit later. So flash forward a few years, I'm 22 and the pressure is kind of being put put on by the parental units, by society that I should have my driver's license now. And despite the fact that I still was living in the heart of a major city with no money to get a car, to pay for insurance, to even pay for a parking space. I thought, you know what? I should just get my driver's license. This is what everyone does. This is what the youth do. Me being a people pleaser, I was like, let's go. So I signed up for uh, like driver's lessons and and got my uh, like learner's permit and could, could get on the path to getting the full license. So what happened was I had a pretty great experience. A little bit stressful though, let's be honest, to learn how to drive a car in like a major downtown core. Um, And I went through the training, had a great uh, driver, driving instructor, Um, but I ended up not going all the way and getting the license. And that's probably because, well, I got another job, a freelance job, and I just didn't have the desire, the will to to push. Cause I knew again, I couldn't get a car. I couldn't, I wasn't, didn't have the money to do it. So I just kind of paused. Now I thought that I would pick that back up quickly again. Like I didn't think I was going to be in my thirties when I decided again, that I need my driver's license. So basically flash forward to today, more than 10 years later, this time though, Your girl is six months pregnant. Our family car is a standard. So I'm learning to drive on a stick shift. And now I just feel like old. And even when I was going through the driver's training this time, um, everyone in the, it was, there were some live training components on zoom and (laughs) with a bunch of teens. So It's just interesting to be in that position of feeling like a late bloomer, feeling older, feeling the pressure of, God, why do I not have this already? 
And so I thought it'd be a really interesting thing to talk about because I imagine there might be something on this topic you could relate to in your own life. Like maybe you feel like you're a late bloomer when it comes to investing, finances, paying off your student loan debts. Maybe it's fitness. Like why am I not in shape? What is, what's the deal? Maybe it's relationships. Why am I still single when I don't want to be? And it just feels like everyone knows how to do this, but me. Um, so whatever that is for you, I'd love to share with you my process of how I'm dealing with, um, dealing with this resistance and how I'm going through it and basically enjoying the process. So I just need to tell you some of these, part of the reason sometimes that you're a late bloomer is there is like, I don't want to use the word trauma, <laughs> And I recently learned there's something called like big T trauma and little T trauma. Little T trauma is like the little things that happen. Like somebody makes a tiny comment to you. It's kind of like more like a paper cut versus big T trauma is like your sister died in a car accident. Pray that didn't happen to you. Um, so I like, I guess I'd call it like little T trauma. Okay. I'm not going to talk about trauma. I'm not a psychologist or or, or, uh, and anyway, qualified, but it's just, that's what comes up for me. But so going to get my G1 again, the, the first step in the process of getting the driver's license, I had so much resistance. I actually failed it when I first did it because I'm just really not good at multiple choice questions. I second guess myself and just felt like I'm going to fail the first step again, <laughs> So, uh, I think I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I even like started crying at one point, like just one of those random burst into tears, fear moments of just like, I can't do this. Like, it's just ugly, you know, when you have that resistance to something, but you know, it's foolish in some ways, it's not that hard, but you just feel the resistance, like just going into the gym for the first time after, you know, not working out for 10 years, it's like, I just want to cry. Like everyone in here knows what they're doing. They know what machines to go on. And I just look like a damn fool. I don't even have the right clothes, you know? So, so I got my, I ended up getting the test. So funny is that when I first took it, when I was like um, 17 or first time, it was like uh, Scantron, like fill in the bubbles. And now it was digital. And I thought, wow, this is what growing up is really like. Um, and then once I got it, the next step was actually practicing driving on our family car. And now my dearest husband, Joshua, he really wanted a stick shift car. Cause I don't know, like it's badass or something. I don't know. <laughs> he just wanted, he just wanted this kind of car. The guy thing. I don't know. I want the easiest car possible. That's what I want. But he wanted this car. So we have this car. We have one car. And I remember the first time trying to drive it. If you've ever tried to drive a stick shift, it is messy. Oh my God. Like just, you're not even able to start the car. You're not even able to move forward unless you have the right level of pressure on the clutch to gas ratio. And there's like a stick shift. You're always moving. And I was just trying to learn in the parking lot 
And again, had one of those moments after chugging it too many times where I just sat and I'm like, I need to get out of here, sat in the passenger seat and just had one of those breakdown moments. Again, my poor, sweet Joshua was like, why are you, why are you crying? Like he's such a sweet, encouraging man. But I think it goes back to a few times when I learned to drive and was in positions where I was driving with somebody, a fully licensed driver, and they, let's just say, added a little more pressure. They added a little more rage if I did something wrong. So I think I was also storing that deep in my psyche that if I screw this up, like Josh is going to get furious at me or something like that. He's a patient man. So I'm very lucky in that regard. Um, but it's interesting, like what these, these stories that are so deeply buried of like your incompetence, or it's not going to work, or it's not going to happen this time. Sometimes you just got to let that bubble up and explode and have a little embarrassing moment and just move on. So now that it's been at least six months, I'm almost done my driver's training. Uh, I'm doing a great program that's, uh, there's online course component, a live coat, a live training component, an in-car component, and I'm just about done and can test for my next to be able to drive by myself on the road for the first time in my life. And I just want to share with you how I'm doing this to quote, let it be easy. So here's uh, actually eight different ways that I've been noticing in myself of ways to help me let it be easy. So I encourage you to test these out, feel if they resonate with you and apply them to whatever it is that you're feeling uh, stuck with or feeling that late bloomer pressure with. So the first thing is acknowledge that it's going to be messy and imperfect. Let's just acknowledge that. Let's just allow that to have some breathing room. The first time you do the thing, it's not going to be fantastic, more than likely. So you should just see me like me stalling out, just trying to leave my driveway. Oh, when I'm trying to drive, just getting up a hill, like it just stalls out. And there's like people behind me. It's so awkward. It's so embarrassing. I'm like spiraling. (laughs) Even today when we were practicing, uh, I was actually doing pretty good. And then we go to like drive into our driveway, which is on a slight, slight uphill. The car stalls and I park on like an angle blocking two driveways. Girl. (laughs) So it's going to be messy and just acknowledging that and letting it be so is just a little bit of taking the pressure off that I have to do this perfectly well. Number two, limit complaining. I'm not really a huge complainer in life, but I was noticing when I was sitting next to Josh, who is a loving, compassionate person, I was just spewing rage of hate or not hatred, just spewing tales of my incompetence. And, um, yeah, it just didn't help. It doesn't help if you know you're not doing something well. Acknowledge it, but it's like, just stop spewing the complaints. You're just creating more momentum towards you not making the progress you want to make. So it was interesting today when I just acknowledged, realized, oh, I'm like complaining a lot. Stop complaining, focus on the road. Things started to shift. Number three, celebrate the smallest of wins. 
when I tell you I'm celebrating turning a corner, stopping correctly, starting the car, it's all a big celebration. So if you just get your shoes on, step one, celebrate it. If you get into the car to go to the gym or you start walking around the block, just one loop of the block, you got to celebrate that. Just acknowledge yourself. Um, The next step I would say is to appreciate how far you've come. So once you get into it, once you get into the game, I realize that I've been learning to drive on this stick shift very ad hoc for six months. And for the first like four or five months, I wouldn't, we'd go to a parking lot and drive and then let me drive around, you know, build my confidence. And then Josh would drive. But in the last just couple of weeks, I've been driving on the road and it's amazing to me how kind of like once you reach a threshold where you, it's like when you've only been walking and then suddenly you can run and you're like, hmm. so appreciate how far you've come after you've tried on your imperfect journey to make progress. Number five, focus on the road ahead. And don't get distracted by other drivers. So today when I was driving, you know, living in a small kind of quieter community, there's not that many cars around, but then every once in a while, somebody comes up behind us and is like right there. Like, why is this girl so awkward and so slow? And it really just reminded me that why, yes, I do have to keep, keep it moving and (laughs) drive safely me being obsessed with somebody who's on my tail the whole time is not very helpful for me as a learner to add that level of stress. So if for you, focusing on your road ahead might mean going back to the fitness analogy. If you're very, you know, you're on the, you went to the gym, maybe don't spend a lot of time looking at that girl who's obviously been going to the gym for 10 years and has a six pack. (laughs) Let's focus on the treadmill today and just try and stay in your own lane and focus on you versus taking too long of a look. You could take a quick look like, oh, that could be me in a few years, but come right back. Number six is build momentum. So keep going. Even if it is not, oh, every every week I'm perfectly on it. Just find a way where you can consistently and joyfully get out there. It is because once I've built that foundation of driving in a parking lot, then I've noticed that I can, now there's momentum there. And now I'm more willing to go out on the road and have a little bit more confidence in myself. Two more. Number seven, what is the vision? Like, why are you doing this? Sometimes we forget I got to go driving, driving lesson. But like, why am I doing this? Well, from what I'm told, driving is a freedom tool. People love driving. You can feel your most free, your most joyful when you're driving by yourself in the quiet, in the peace or listening to your own music. Also, transportation is vital, very important to be able to get from A to B. Uh, I can always take a bus or an Uber, but uh, man, a car just seems handy at this point. Also fun, like it's actually can be fun from so many people, you know, when people keep telling you things that are positive and you want it to believe it's true. I do want to believe it's true. 
Like when people tell you working out is fun, you're like, are you serious? But once you get in your groove, you find your way of doing it. Uh, it will be fun. Also something to consider is writing a list of positive aspects about the thing. So it's so easy sometimes to think of all the negative aspects of, of what you want to learn. Like I'm behind, I'm slow, blah, blah, blah. But writing down those positive aspects. So before you go out on the road or go to the gym, you have a reminder of all the good things that comes from uh, this, this thing that you're doing, that you're learning. And then lastly, I just really, whenever I'm getting too heavy, too serious about things, I just ask myself or tell myself, let it be easy. I actually wrote it down even on a post-it note that I have uh, on my desk. Just let it be easy. Or what if this could be easy? What if today's lesson could actually be easy? Let's just lean into it. So being pregnant and podcasting is <laughs> hilarious. The breathing for me. Um, so, so whatever's on your mind, whatever it is that you want to learn and that might be bothering you, just please be a little bit easy on yourself. You know, you can do it. I know I can do it. Come on. Like there's people half my age driving around in fancy cars. There are 95 year olds driving a car. I can do it. You can do it. Let's just together take the pressure off and stop making things way too hard on, on ourselves. So that's what I've got for you today. And that's the end of the show. So I really want to say thank you so much for listening. Hey, why not listen to another episode? Tell me what you think, write, uh, <laughs> rate, subscribe, and leave a review if you feel so inclined. And also highly encourage you to sign up for my newsletter where I share tips like this. Uh, and uh, you know, on the quest to live the awesome life. And if you do have a desire to uh, teach and be, be paid to teach by creating your own online course, get into my world, y'all. That's what I do. So thank you so much for listening. Take good care of yourself and I'll see you on the next one.